for Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James Bean of SpiritualAwakeningRadio.com. This program is on the air every week, featuring an exploration of the world of spirituality, comparative religion, world scriptures, and other books that matter, East and West, on God, meditation, near-death experiences, the vegan diet, and other ahimsa ethics education for a more peaceful planet. This is a place to explore the teachings of the great saints and mystics, the path of the masters, inner light and sound meditation, a satsang without walls, freely available to all around the world on the World Wide Web and radio airwaves. This week on the program... The Radhaswami teachings of Baba Fakir Chand, Chand Mat. Baba Fakir Chand was born on November the 18th, 1886, and passed on September 11th, 1981. He was an Indian master of Surat Shabd Yoga, or consciously controlled near-death experience by way of meditation. Surat is a term that means the attention faculty of the soul. It's associated with the soul or life force of the individual. Shabd is a term for positive power, God, energy, power of the Godhead. Seen as divine light or inner light and perceived by way of auditory mysticism as inner sound or heavenly music, music of the spheres, given many different names in world scriptures and mystical traditions. In the beginning was the Word, in the beginning was the Logos, in the beginning was the Tao, in the beginning was the Shabd, in the beginning was the Nada or Nod, in the beginning was the music of the spheres. In the beginning was the Tao. In the beginning was the Santi Sarmad. In the beginning was the Song of the Creator. It has many names in many cultures of the world. It's that part of the Godhead that flows like a river throughout all of creation. And, of course, the word yoga means union or being yoked to something, becoming one with something. So, therefore, Surat Shabd Yoga means the attention faculty of the soul being placed upon the divine light and sound, or Shabd, and becoming one with it, merged with it, merging into it, becoming yoked to it, becoming one with it. Usually, people think of the word yoga as referring to some sort of physical exercise, postures, that sort of thing, tying the human body up into uh, a pretzel shape of, of some sort, of some kind. But this yoga uh, 
is a yoga for the third eye center. It's about going within. And in India, the word yoga is used to apply uh, to many different spiritual paths and many different techniques, many different chakras, subtle bodies, and levels or inner regions. Not just hatha yoga as in a physical exercise. Actually, outer yoga is intended to bring the individual to inner yoga. The body is relaxed, you're focused at the third eye center, and then the next logical step, once you've reached that state of physical relaxation, would be to go within. So it too is a part of that uh, ascension of the soul process, or eight limbs of yoga, that going within, that ascending that transcending process. Baba Fakir Chand was an Indian master of Surat Shabd Yoga, described also as a consciously controlled near-death experience. I guess it is if you uh, go deeply enough within, and you not only meditate, but have a very uh, wonderful visionary and auditory experience during your meditations. Some teachings of Baba Fakir Chand. The masses adopt a guru merely on reputation without making thorough research themselves. That is why they do not find real gurus or real teachers. If such rare saints are difficult to find, one should associate with these saints who are on the way to perfection. Only those persons are capable of uniting with God or truth who consider other human beings equal to themselves and hold no jealousy, hatred, or other negative ideas in their mind, says Baba Fakir Chand. I'm going to read one sentence again because I think there are actually two different levels of meaning to it. That is why they do not find real gurus. In the next sentence, if such rare saints are difficult to find, one should associate with those saints who are on the way to perfection. I see two different levels of uh, meaning here. Uh, one, if you can't find a saint of the highest order, adopt one who is somewhat of the highest order or on the way to being that, even if they're not quite there yet. Something like that. It's kind of a twofold meaning, I think, going on there. I'm referring to the possibility of two different levels of spiritual master. A perfect master and one who is on the way to perfection. Two different levels of mastership alluded to there. Baba Fakir Chand, many gurus or masters are concerned with accumulating wealth and fame, and their disciples are equally motivated by worldly desires. So instead of being enlightened and liberated, seekers are more and more involved in material things, and thus subjugated to the cycle of birth and death, also known as transmigration and reincarnation. When a guru who is the true practitioner of the yoga of light and sound is found by a disciple who is truly desirous of being freed from the temporal world, then and only then the relationship of the disciple and master 
has some significance, says Babafakir Chand. Only at that level of seriousness is something real, something genuine, going to transpire. Now, I'm picking up a copy of a book to read the cover of this. This is the book by Baba Fakir Chand. I'm holding in my hand one of the few copies of this book that exists in English and on the, nor- on the North American continent. It's a rare book. Only a few thousand copies were ever made. Uh, it's called Instructions for Seekers, Surat Shabd Yoga, The Yoga of Light and Sound by H.H., or His Holiness Param Dayal Pandit Fakir Chand Ji Maharaj. The epitome of the pathway of God-realization is expounded in Surat Shabd Yoga, or Union with God through the Technique of Light and Sound. This path has been present, although concealed, in all major religions of the world. Recently, however, its direct revelation and practice or practical application have openly emerged. Just pausing to comment here, uh, the truth of the mystic path used to be hidden, used to be hidden away. Uh, Essenes, Gnostics, Sufis, very guarded. They, They were very secretive. Less so these days. These days, the truth of mysticism is hidden in plain sight. In other words, if you notice teachings of a certain degree of radiance, of authoritativeness, based on actual experience and not just uh, theory or bookish knowledge or tradition, something that has a greater degree of depth, if you notice something like that, Uh, You have a certain degree of discernment, a certain degree of appreciation, and out of all of the chaff you can find the wheat, or out of all of the mud you can notice a few particles of gold shining. And so it's a matter of uh, all of the books and all of the voices and all of the teachers and all of the stuff of, of the world going on, the individual of discernment, and high standards, noticing something special about certain teachers, a certain degree of radiance and experience with heavenly realms beyond, and that attracts you to them. It's a truth that's not hidden. It's a truth these days hidden in plain sight, and those who are meant to find it will find it. Back to the book, Surat Shabd Yoga, by Baba Fakir Chand. The sages of India discovered the truth of man's potential perfection and his ability to actualize it in their, in their thousands of years of spiritual experimentation. They wrote down the steps. They wrote down the steps for this attainment for their followers. The tradition of passing from master to disciple, this spontaneous achievement of living in God in our waking life, has continued in almost all of the cultures of the world, but the secrecy and mis- the, the secrecy and mystery of this mysticism have often led to confusion, even until the present day. 
the uncovering of this secret and the simplest explanation of this universal way of man's union with God is the fundamental purpose of this book. This book aims at awakening every sincere seeker after God-realization to the truth, which can be realized easily and spontaneously. The technique does not require anyone to forsake his or her own religious tradition, but furnishes the foundation and ground of all religious traditions, schools, and denominations. It explodes the illusion or of, of superficial differences among religions. Other paths and techniques of meditation are indirect, vague, complicated, and difficult. The yoga of light and sound is made easy. Secular life turned spiritual. Mundane life transformed into the divine. And man, the image of God, converted into the real Son of God. This practical and spontaneous path is the path of paths and the truth of truths. Being all-inclusive, it confirms the truth of all religions, making their followers ardent and successful practitioners of their particular mode of worship, love, and devotion. A little bit from the cover of Instructions for Seekers, Surat Shabd Yoga, The Yoga of Light and Sound, a book by Param Dayal Pandit Fakir Chand, G. Maharaj, of the Radhaswami tradition, alluding to this mystical secret of the ages, a kind of perennial philosophy that many have known in decades, centuries, and millennia past, but easily is lost or confused or, or misplaced sometimes suppressed or oppressed, and uh, presents this uh, as something that is alive and more out in the open these days. It almost reminds me of what some in Kabbalah started talking about in the 1990s. You know, Kabbalah or Jewish mysticism once was a very secret thing. And then during the 1990s, they started to say, this is out in the open, and they started to teach more. And there, there's television, there's uh, radio, there's uh, uh, DVDs, and more out in the open, you know, books. It's like a kind of legalization of mysticism within Judaism, and you have more uh, teachings these days about Kabbalah out in the open, describing it as a, a secret mystical school that's more out in the open these days because, I don't know, the human race is more ready for it nowadays, perhaps. And then, of course, uh, in the mid-70s and beyond, books about near-death experiences started to be published, and that, too, was a kind of legalization of spirituality in our culture, or cultural permission, if you will, to more openly speak about heavenly realms realms of light and sound and tunnels and the ascension of the soul and its revelations of uh, love, light, and sound up this uh, tunnel going toward the light, going toward the divine. And so uh, there is this trend toward openness and of course the secret Gnostic Gospels that were once hidden away, those were discovered and, and published and more of those keep getting published as well. So this is uh, the uh, trend these days toward openness, 
aspects of mystical traditions uh, out in the open. Sufism as well. Sufism is the mystical, a very peace-loving and mystical branch of uh, Islam. And that too is more out in the open these days. Baba Fakir Chand is a spiritual master, was a spiritual master uh, in a branch of the Radhaswami tradition of India, a form of Santmat known as Radhaswami. Baba Fakir Chand's master was Shiv Brat Lal. His master was Hazura Maharaj Raisalagram Bahadur. And his master was Swamiji Maharaj, also known as Sant Radhaswami Sahib, a.k.a. Seth Shiv Dayal Singh, the great saint of Agra, India, who in 1861 founded the Radhaswami Satsang, or actually he founded publicly his Satsang in Agra, in 1861, and then after the revelation of the name Radhaswami took place in 1866, he revealed that to his followers, and thus began the Radhaswami movement, a unique form of spirituality. Uh, the term Radhaswami means Lord of the Soul, or Soul Lord, and I have a prayer. I'm scrolling down here. There is a prayer by Shiv Brat Lal, the spiritual master of Baba Fakir Chand, which is an amazing prayer for uh, divine grace and blessings from the Supreme Being, the Supreme Soul, known as Radhaswami, Lord of the Soul. O August Radhaswami, Lord of the Soul, Thou living Self and living Master, beneficent Father and Mother of all, be merciful, make us thine own, and thus save us from the snares of time. Past are the golden age and other yugas, unknowing of the heavenly melody proper. Yet now art thou merciful in this hard, dark age of Kali Yuga, to chant in loud and lucid strains the sacred word O Lord, having descended into this plain below, helpest thou the living entities to span the worldly ocean across, to cast off the trinity and reach the fourth abode, whence the living name unfolds and the living mastership. Bathed in glory and effulgent light, thy servant tenders this solemn petition. Grant us even the regionless region, the chief abode, the sphere of bliss, the holy refuge at thy feet, my Lord. A prayer from Shivbrat Lal of the Radhaswami tradition. And that's actually taken from his book Light on Ananda Yoga, the Yoga of Happiness which I actually have a, a copy of, a rare paperback edition of that book. There's only a, f there's only a few copies of that that exist on the planet. Uh, it was published back in uh, around 1981 or so by Sant Bonnie Ashram of Franklin, New Hampshire, an ashram founded in 1963 by Sant Kripal Singh. 
And so that was a rare book for them to put out, and it's an extremely rare book these days. Uh, there are a few copies of it online as PDF files, and that's pretty much it nowadays, but I'm glad to have a, a paperback edition of that rare book. A spiritual classic of the Radhaswami tradition. The name of the program is Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James Bean. The website is spiritualawakeningradio.com. At the website, you'll find links to blogs. I have a donate button at the website. There are links to podcasts on demand that you can download anytime. Much there at the website spiritualawakeningradio.com. My email address is james at spiritualawakeningradio.com. After the break, I'm going to delve into the teachings of Baba Fakir Chand. Lots of teachings about the spiritual journey. Stay tuned. Spiritual Awakening Radio is a satsang without walls, an exploration of the world of spirituality, comparative religion, and books, the path of the masters, great saints, mystics, Gnostics, Sufis, and sages. This week's program is focused on the teachings of a very fascinating Radhaswami master by the name of Baba Fakir Chand of Hoshiarpur, India. He was a master in the Radhaswami tradition. The word Radhaswami is a name of God, is a name of the Supreme Being that literally means Lord of the Soul. It also is the name of the spiritual movement known as Radhaswami and the Radhaswami Satsang. And simultaneously, it's also the name of the founding guru of this particular spiritual movement, Sant Radhaswami Sahib, also known as Seth Shivdayal Singh, the great saint of Agra, India, who opened his doors and began his public satsang in the year 1861 in Agra, his disciple Huzur Maharaj Raisalagram Bahadur, during his meditation, had a revelation of the name Radhaswami. That name came to him on the inner or within during meditation. And in about the year 1866, Shivdayal Singh, also known as Swamiji, adopted this name, went public with this name, started using this name in his discourses and poetry, and the group became known as the Radhaswami Satsang, 
which of course eventually developed into many lineages of gurus and many millions of people around the world are familiar with the teachings of the Radha Swami movement. Some teachings of Baba Fakir Chand from various books that have been published in the English language. In reality, you are neither body nor mind, but are a pure being. You are invisible, unfathomable, nameless and formless. What are you? Neither words nor images help to express the beauty of such a state of being. You yourself can only experience it by separating yourself from all these outward manifestations and then you will realize what you truly are, says Baba Fakir Chand. And that's from the book Instructions for Seekers, Surat Shabd Yoga, The Yoga of Light and Sound. This paragraph from Baba Fakir Chand also has that sense of uh, him speaking from his own personal experience and revelation, which he did. He says, I am a bubble of supermost consciousness. That is what my realization is. This is what I have gained. Now what I feel is that there is one infinite supermost element. From it, when it moves, sound and light come out. And from that light and sound, this creation takes place. Cosmic rays and many other types of rays come out of this light and sound and all this physical matter is made. So it is the will of that supreme power. Everything is oozing out of it and everything is merging back into it, says Baba Fakir Chand. More verses of Baba Fakir Chand. Here he's actually quoting a verse of Kabir. Body stable, mind fixed, soul calm and tranquil, says Kabir. Until then, the secret can't be attained. Kabir often said things like that. That out of the stillness, the truth is realized. No stillness, no realization. No way to catch the truth without a certain degree of stillness and tranquility. Baba Fakir Chan's thoughts about this verse. He says it means that one's self must achieve the state of stillness. What Kabir means by these words is only known to him. I state what I understand. At my primary stages, I was unable to understand the sermons of the saint. The element that thinks and has the quality of discrimination within is our intellect. The intellect or mind, or chit, 
buddhi or wisdom and ego or the sense of organs gyan knowledge make a search within when all become calm struggle of the self came to an end it's all vision's quality of questioning and answering vanishes he the self achieves the stages from where originate the worldly longings attachments mind attention wisdom and ego by achieving this stage he the self achieves freedom from mundane illusions but remember this stage is not within easy reach of everybody not many people are tranquil are they not many have escaped the state of being agitated in mind but for those who can reach into the stillness the tranquility the true silence they can catch a glimpse of the divine realm lying beyond after the break more from the teachings of baba fakir chan this week on spiritual awakening radio stay tuned This is a summary of the teachings of Baba Fakir Chand and his Radha Swami Satsang. It is from a successor in the lineage of Baba Fakir Chand by the name of J.L. Chaudhari, who was very close to Yogani Mataji, another disciple of Baba Fakir Chand, presenting a very nice summary of the goals of this spiritual path this was sent to me a number of years ago in the form of email um, when I was in touch with him this rare teacher connected with the Baba Fakir Chan tradition and it was a very rare thing I saved this email it's it's uh, teachings it's text it deserves to be published eventually in a book and I've held on to this for quite some time the path of Santmat mysticism according to J. L. Chudhari, an associate of Yogani Mataji, disciple, fairly well-known disciple of Baba Fakir Chand. The path of inner light and sound according to J. L. Chudhari. The real message of man's life is be man. The question is how to follow this principle and what should we do to adopt this principle and formula for finding a way to God, which is nothing but salvation? 
Be man. Be a true human being. What is the path that honors this existence of life on planet Earth? What is the goal? The goal, of course, is Jiva Mukti, the liberation of the soul. Back to J.L. Chadhari. The only way is to surrender oneself at the lotus feet of a spiritual master. After this surrender, the disciple and the master become one, because a true surrender makes a man free from the bondage of the senses. So far as we are under the control of worldly desires, the surrender is not possible. So the first step is to be free from worldly desires. But that does not mean that the needs for earthly life should not be fulfilled. In fact, needs should be fulfilled and not the desires. One's genuine needs, in other words. If we have taken birth as a human being, some food, energy is necessary for the body to work. But it is not necessary that we always aspire for a multi-chorus meals. It should be necessary to put some clothes to cover the body but not necessary that silk linen is put on. It is necessary that there is a shelter for living, but not necessary that a marble-fitted house is something to be attached to, what we would call a, a mansion or something more decadent. In other words, J.L. Chadhari. As a human being... We have come to survive in this world without caring for ourselves much, without looking to the ills of others. Rather, by looking towards the ills of ourselves, purifying ourselves first, we can then do something for the purification of others. This is the life of a lotus on a pond. And this is why Sarasvati, the goddess of knowledge, wisdom, and intellect, sits on the lotus. The lotus flower blossoms in a muddy pond, but anyone looking at the flower exclaims, Wow, how beautiful this flower is! The whole world is a muddy pond, and we have to survive in the midst of mud, like the lotus flower, which does not care for mud, but it blossoms for the pleasure and happiness of others. Every morning with sunrise, the lotus blossoms, this is what we should do also. The divine power and light emanated by the spiritual master makes us to blossom like the lotus, provided we have full trust and faith in our spiritual master. Sant Mat, the path of the masters, does not look at the race, caste, sect, or any other identification for a person. Rather, it looks to the true sense of service, sacrifice, surrender, devotion, determination, trust, and belief of a person towards the Master. Those who have such characteristics may belong to any caste, race, country, or direction. Those of any identification can join this yoga. But for this, a true spiritual Master is a must. I don't know whether you have adopted some spiritual master or you are under the shelter of someone as a spiritual master. If so, please do surrender yourself to him or her for all you desire to attain and achieve. The spiritual master is not the body. 
Rather, it is the divine light, the divine sound, and your own wisdom, your own conscience, your own, your own conscience and your own perception, which is selfless and without any expectation from anyone on this earth. Yours in him, J. L. Chadhari. During that last paragraph, it talks about the master is not the body. And that is a teaching from India also, that an egoless being, who is a spiritual teacher of others, in reality, not just uh, according to uh, some image-making public relations, but in genuine reality, if they are beyond ego, they become a co-worker in the divine plan or become a channel or a reflection of the Supreme Being operating here in the world of time and space. So they are that divine light and sound reaching out, working with souls who live in this world of form and matter. And in reality, it is the divine light and sound that is the master. It is the God in the Guru that makes the Guru the Guru. And without the God being in the Guru, the Guru is not the Guru. The divine light and the divine sound are the true master and are located within. Located both within the master and the disciple. Stay tuned for more Spiritual Awakening Radio after these messages. Fakir Chan says, If anyone is desirous of liberation from the cycle of transmigration, the way for him would be to attune himself to the eternal sound or Shabad within. Saints have advocated the path of Surat Shabd Yoga for attaining liberation from this mortal world. He who follows the path inward with devotion and transcends or ascends up, listening to the eternal sound, his soul does not get attached to the illusory visions within. He who wants liberation must attune his self to the eternal sound beyond Trinity, Trikuti, the three worlds. That sound or Shabad manifests only when you earnestly yearn for liberation and forget your physical, mental, and spiritual existence by following the inward path. That sound or Shabad at the fourth stage is called Satnam or eternal sound of Radhaswami Nam. A passage from the book by Baba Fakir Chand called The Truth Always Wins. This is from the commentary on the esoteric instructions of an earlier master, 
by the name of Seth Shivdayal Singh, also known as Sant Radhaswami Sahib from his Sarbachand Radhaswami poetry. Baba Fakir Chand comments on the esoteric instructions of Swamiji from his spiritual classic, the Sarbachand. Baba Fakir Chand, let me explain the inner progress of the disciple. Man is in search of the Supreme Being. Generally, he is guided by the idea of method of worship which he imbibes from his family, what he grew up with, in other words. Baba Fakir Chand, according to political thinkers, a person needs freedom, the hungry need food, and the oppressed need justice. However, the real need of man is his spiritual development, his union with the Source and divine ground of being, the Supreme Being. The fulfillment of this need fulfills all others. In explaining the levels of internal experience, I want to assure everyone that what I describe is completely based on my own inner experience. As I have experienced them, the spiritual levels or heavens or regions known to the saints are the Shiva Netra or Shiv Netra, the third eye, to the thousand-petaled astral lotus, three, Trikuti or Trinity, the three worlds, four, Soon or the dark void, five, Mahasun, the great void, a region of intense darkness, six, Banwar Gufa, the swirling vortex, the whirlpool cave realm, Seven, Sataloka, or the region of spiritual light and eternal truth. Eight, Alakaloka, or the region of the invisible supreme being. Nine, Agamaloka, or the region of the unfathomable reality. Ten, Anamiloka, the transcendental and nameless being. And eleven, Radhaswami Dham, the final abode of the supremely compassionate self. The inward experience of the stages from the third eye to endless space can be experienced by those aspirants who undertake the inward journey, but still have not gone beyond the stages of duality. But highly developed seekers know that these so-called visions and phenomena or nothing but the creation of their own thoughts and samskaras, or oppressions, oppressive uh, you know, tendencies, or impressions of the mind. Baba Fakir Chand, people living on the intellectual level believe they have attained the supreme truth, and indeed do enjoy mental visions and are satisfied with transitory mental bliss. However, such people still suffer from the vicissitudes of life. If people really wish to attain knowledge of ultimate reality and arrive at eternal bliss, they must ascend to the higher regions, attainable through the path of love and devotion. The path of the saints advocates taking the journey inward to absorb one's surat or the attention faculty of the soul within one's self. A description of the astral thousand-petaled lotus. Fakir. 
As I have said, whatever exists in the material world also exists within ourselves, which is why we have the perception of the universe. The thousand-petaled lotus can be seen within the mind. You have only to concentrate your thought. The deeper the concentration of your mind, the greater will be your bliss. Occasionally such a vision is experienced by a true devotee when he is listening to the spiritual discourses of his master, his spiritual teacher. That is why it is necessary for an aspirant to have an ideal or a guru, a spiritual master, in order to make spiritual progress, which is not possible without loving your ideal. In fact, spiritual experiences such as visions and colors are not created by your ideal, but are created out of your deep love for your ideal, or isht, your divine goal. People who adopt a master only with the motive of fulfilling their worldly desires never develop spiritually. The attainment of the desired object and the development of the inner state depends on the intensity of the love for the master. When the desire becomes intense, it is called true love, true bhakti. A disciple asked Baba Fakir Chand, what is the sound which is heard in this state? Baba Fakir Chand, according to the laws of nature, whenever there is motion, there is light and sound. The moment the mind is concentrated, after fixing its attention on the ideal, the light is generated, or the picture of the ideal manifests, becomes illuminated within the mind. The one-pointedness of the mind merges with the fine, subtle elements which form a circle and create motion. The sound created by this vibratory motion resembles that of a bell, the astral bell sound. Thanks for joining me today on Spiritual Awakening Radio.